they said is you can't jack an old lady, spit on a cop, or slug a stranger where he's from. It doesn't fly. They're not going to let riots, looting, and violence slide in their hometown. It's a song about values that are in every small town in America. A huge part of the country relates to that on every level. But it got yanked off the airwaves. Country Music TV caved and canceled the country song. Paramount, a giant company in a big city, decided you're not allowed to hear about small town values. You're too violent and racist. The Paramount's more upset about a song about deadly riots than the actual deadly riots. Riots that killed over two dozen Americans and cost $2 billion in damage. The message of his music was anti-crime. And now he's canceled. But pro-crime music is everywhere. So you know we hopped out, mobbed out, I'm south. We gon' show what we about. Oh, my n really gave took that I know I got blood on blue Balenciaga. You can brag about committing crimes in music, but you can't say you'll stop crime. You can even pretend to shoot the president. The media doesn't care. This the final but you can't say don't slug an old lady in my small town. You can say carjack, but you can't say don't carjack. The media just confessed they're pro-riot. Well, depending on who's doing the rioting, if you know what I mean. The underlying threat here is that this is a small, well-funded mob trying to chip away at your values and right to self-defense. It's the same thing they did to Kyle Rittenhouse in Kenosha, the McCluskeys in St. Louis, and the Marine in the subway. Scare you out of defending your land, family, and property. And once you're scared, you're easier to control. And then it's open season on all of us. So y'all want to cancel Jason Ardine for his lyrics? When the fuck we start canceling musicians for their lyrics? For 30 years, rappers been calling women, bitches, hoes, sluts, slanging dope, fuck the police. When we start canceling musicians for their lyrics? Y'all people a fucking joke, man. If you could do anything at all, Joe, what would you do? I said I'd cure cancer. They looked at me like, why cancer? Because no one thinks we can. That's why, and we can. We end the cancer as we know it. Hillary Clinton is attacking Republicans on Twitter again. Someone get her away from the phone. This time, she's blaming them for making it hot outside. Clinton's jab came as a response to a left-wing think tank's post about hot temperatures this summer. She tweeted, Hot enough for you? Thank a MAGA Republican. Or better yet, vote them out of office. Lee, what is it about? A 12-year-old boy attending middle school in Middleborough, Massachusetts, was sent home from school recently for wearing a T-shirt, which teachers complained made some students feel unsafe. The shirt that Liam Morrison wore looked like this one, with five words, there are only two genders. Liam recently told the school board that he refused to remove the shirt because he was only stating facts. I have been told that my shirt was targeting a protected class. Who is this protected class? Are their feelings more important than my rights? I don't complain when I see pride flags and diversity posters hung throughout the school. Do you know why? Because others have a right to their beliefs just as I do. Even at 12 years old, I have my own political opinions and I have a right to express those opinions. Even at school, this right is called the First Amendment to the Constitution. I feel like these adults were telling me that it wasn't okay for me to have an opposing view. 
their arguments were weak, in my opinion. I didn't go to school that day to hurt feelings or cause trouble. I have learned a lot from this experience. I learned that a lot of other students share my view. I learned that adults don't always do the right thing or make the right decisions. All right, that's all I wanted to play from her. (laughs) I'm sorry. I feel bad that she passed away. Sinead O'Connor is gone. Uh, Sad, I guess. But, I mean, I I hate to admit that I actually kind of liked that song. I thought it was catchy, I guess. Well, she Um, didn't write it, so why would you hate it? Prince wrote it. There you go. But um, she was not an advocate for anything that I believe. No, not at all. (laughs) So, uh, sorry, though. And musically, I didn't name another song. That's what I thought. Yeah. Can't. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, yesterday, I didn't know if you heard this. I, I, there's so much I want to get into. We have Drowning Pool coming up in just a little bit. Tony Masaccio going to be joining us from somewhere. Um, his quote to me today was, don't know where I'm going to be. I may end up at a convenience store. I said, okay. Uh, Let me tell you guys about the great deals on Pepsi here at 7-Eleven. <laughs> Look at these hot dogs, how they keep spinning. <laughs> Yeah, look at these sandwiches. These are made fresh every day, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, yesterday, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris were at the Methane Summit. Okay. They hosted a Methane Summit. Um, tomorrow, he's going to give all kind of remarks uh, based on what we should be doing ahead of uh, climate change. And the ah. seas are boiling and it's hot outside. Forget about the fact that it's the middle of summer, but it's hot outside, and so uh, we have to change everything that we do. But I have actual audio. I don't know if you caught it earlier today Mm -hmm. uh, of Joe Biden at the Methane Summit. All right, let's see. He didn't look like he felt well, but hey, that was, that was actual be- audio from the Methane Summit. It was a better speech than he's made in years. Yes, he ended cancer and is now kicking the methane problem But away. now with him farting like that, wouldn't that be making the, the climate worse? Yeah, but he did it in a box, so it ah. hence the, you know, the echo and sound, so that way it didn't escape into the atmosphere. I see. So... The methane summit went well, uh, from what I'm hearing. Can't wait to hear the highlights from that. I think you just did. Oh, it it probably was. That was the highlights. (laughs) Yeah, because normally when I think of Joe Biden's speeches, I think shit. So it's probably, you know, right in there. Yep. (laughs) Um, One quick announcement uh, for next week. Yes. Robin Swoboda will be joining us on Whoa. Wednesday. Look at that. Robin Swoboda will be joining us on Wednesday. Very excited to talk to her. She's a fantastic woman. One of the most beautiful people I've ever met inside and out. Um, an icon here in Cleveland and a, just a great person. And I've been dying to check in with her. So I think we're going to do that on Wednesday right here. That's cool. Is she is she promoting something, or is it just no. that you're friends with her and you just reached out and she's like, sure, I'll come on. Yeah, she had filled in for Triv numerous times, and sure. you know, her and I have talked numerous times, and 
I just think that she's a great person, and I think that you know she's got a lot of stories to tell. And no, she's not promoting anything other than uh, being alive and, and and hanging out with us. So. See, and that's the best kind of guest, isn't it? Because it's just like, you know, it, it, it's not like we have to be like. Hey, hey, Robin, glad you're here. And by the way, Robin's going to be at the state fair judging a exactly. contest or something. You know, we can, we can just settle in and talk about her career and what she's doing now. And, you know, that'll yeah. be fun. So I'm excited to talk to her. Absolutely. Wow. Well, cool. Uh, double standard trash. Which one? I played a lot of videos. Played <laughs> for Guardians, eighth inning. We are up eight to two. Kansas City. Who? So everybody's watching the. Uh, Guardians play, I guess, today. Don't know who that is. Oh, that's right. My YouTube app crashed. Maybe everybody else's did too. Maybe that's why you should be on Rumble. I'm back. Be on Rumble or go to thesethwilliamshow.com. Yeah, I put a big player. Speaking of that, if if people go to thesethwilliamshow.com, Right at the top, I changed the website a little bit. I put a big giant player that you can leave comments on that'll get onto the air as well. So you no longer have to use YouTube. You could just go, whether you're on a computer or your phone, to thesethwilliamshow.com. And you can be part of the show right there at the top of the screen. I see all kind of cool things at the top of our screen. We're in like all the different places. I'm excited about Rumble. I did put up some new content on Odyssey as well. You? I got to get on that, too. I've got stuff, too. I just haven't done it yet. I put up a video from when I was 19 years old and met Howard Stern. Nice. Very cool. So you can see that if you are part of the Odyssey subscription plan. Right. I'm not watching the Guardians. are pathetic, woke excuse for a baseball team. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Brian. So I decided today I want to change my entire life. Okay. I was driving back. We had to go to uh, Charlie's Auto Repair in Lakewood. Um, my wife needed a tire, and so we needed to go to Charlie's Auto Repair in Lakewood. Great place. And Charlie, sure. I'll tell you what, dude. Nobody busts his ass like Charlie. Nice. We got there. It's 9 million degrees outside. Right. And he was in that shop. The door opened to his garage, and there wasn't air pumping in there or anything. He was just busting his ass and sweating like crazy. Trying to get cars worked out today, and so I, uh, I respect the hell out of people like that. It's no wonder Lakewood wants to shut him down. You know, God forbid, God forbid you let a hard worker work. Right. You know. But uh, so, if you ever need something like mechanical, auto mechanic stuff, go to Charlie and Charlie's Auto Repair in Lakewood because uh, he's working hard over there. I actually do need to get. To, I actually do need to get my car worked on, and I will definitely take it over to Charlie. Scott the Bod using the website. Thank you, Scott. More people need to, because YouTube is just junk. But that's my personal crutch. <laughs> Are you only a fan if they constantly win? A fan is true, no matter what. No, I mean, I think we'd more be fans if they didn't change the name and cave. Yeah. Uh, the way that they did. But I still like them, because I still like the people that work there. And I think uh, the manager's pretty good. But anyways, I want to change my, my life, I decided right. today. So if you never see me again on this show, I apologize. Uh-oh. We were driving back from Charlie's Auto Repair in Lakewood, and I had to take the highway. Okay. And I saw what I want to be. This guy rolls up. Now, he was on a Harley. But okay. But it's a big chopper-looking Harley, dude. I mean, we're talking handlebars up top right. like this. And, all right. He's got no shirt on. He's tan. He's got one hand on one handlebar. The other hand is on his hip. 
Right. He's got one leg on the bike. The other leg is not on the bike at all. He's kind of leaning to one side. He's got a gold big-ass chain around his neck. He's got long, flowing hair. He's got tattoos all over his entire body, his back and arms and everything. He's got his jeans on and his work boots, and he's just riding like a badass, dude. No helmet, no nothing. He was just riding like he didn't give a shit in the world about anything that was going on, and I was super excited. I decided that's the way I want to live my life. Okay. I mean, how cool was this guy, dude? Like, he was just literally hanging half off the damn bike, one leg just kind of hanging off into the wind, other hand not on the handlebars. He's got one hand up in the air, and he's just no shirt tattoos, gold chains, and he's just loving life, man. Right. That's badass. He most likely just got out of prison. He was like, dude, I don't even care anymore. <laughs> like, I don't even give a shit anymore about anything. I'm just going to ride this Harley, and I'm going to just go wherever the hell I want to go. Nobody's going to tell me what to do. Weaving in and out of traffic. And he's got the life. That's the kind of life that I want to lead. He's probably going across the country sure. just like that. It's hot outside. He doesn't care. He's got no shirt on. Yeah. Well, he's a bad. If he's riding that. a motor. If he's riding a motorcycle with no shirt, he's a badass. I'm telling you. Now, if I do that, all you're going to see is horrific stuff, dude. I'm going to take my shirt off. There's going to be fat flying in the wind. There's going to be no tan, or at least a farmer's tan because my arms are all white and pale and everything. But I'm going to be driving around. I'm going to be clutching to the handlebars like a death grip because I'm terrified I'm going to fall over. Right. I'm going to have one fake leg that's going to be just kind of hanging there. I guess that's kind of cool. But then there's nothing else cool about me. Well, you say that, but dude, you riding if you're riding a Harley with a fake leg, that's going to be beyond cool. Are I think that'll be all right. But still, I mean, like he had that swagger of like, yeah, dude, nobody's going to stop me from you know, doing anything. I'm just going to do my deal. And, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. and whereas I, I'm like, <laughs> I'd have like three helmets on my head. I wouldn't even know who I am because I'd have three yeah. helmets trying to make sure I didn't die on the highway. Have you ever had a motorcycle or no? I, I have, yes. Yeah, I mean, you know how it goes, dude. You start off scared to death, but with each ride, you get more and more comfortable. To That's where... not exactly true with me. Really? So let, me, let me give you my uh, motorcycle experience before we get into any topics okay. of the day. Yeah. So I decided, yeah, dude, I'm, you know, I got tattoos and stuff. I'm going to be a badass. I'm going to get a bike. Mm-hmm. So I decided I was going to get like a starter bike. Sure. Now, this still, for, for me, I still needed a bigger bike because I'm a big dude. And I was mm-hmm. actually a lot bigger back when I got the bike. And so I get this thing, and uh, it was like 2700 bucks I paid for it. So it wasn't an expensive bike. But we get it into the truck thanks to the I – I had a pickup back in the day, and so the shop helped me get the, uh, tr- the bike into the back of the truck. Right. We get it home. This is my former wife and I, and – Realize that I have no way of getting it out of the truck. <laughs> right. Because I don't have like a ramp. So then I said, all right, there's a wooden door in the uh, garage. I'm going to take that. I'll put it up against the truck. I'll just wheel it back and we'll be good. Oh, boy. <laughs> but halfway down, the door breaks in half. Right. Mike goes down, spinning all over the place. I start leaking some sort of green fluid all over me. I'm laying <laughs> on the ground holding the bike. I have no idea what the hell to do. And so I broke the bike as soon as I got it home. Had to get it fixed. Oh, man. <laughs> But then I finally get it fixed, and I'm, like, talking on the air about how I got a bike, and I don't know how to ride it. Never ridden right. a bike before. And so some dude who listens to, listened to me back in the day decides, hey, I'll teach you how to ride a bike. So he took me to the zoo parking lot down the Cleveland Metro Park Zoo when it was empty. Yeah. And 
taught me how to drive a little bit. So I was, I was all right. I was all right riding this bike in a zoo parking lot. So then the following week, MMS decides, hey, this is going to be a good idea. You know how to ride a bike, right? I was like, yeah, dude, I'm a professional at riding in the zoo parking lot. <laughs> right. So they asked me to host a March of Dimes ride. Now, this March of Dimes ride goes from, like, the Harley-Davidson and Aurora or whatever all the way through, like, Bedford Metro Parks and all these wow. different places. And, dude, we're talking about a long ride. Sure. And I'm going to be at the head of it with, like, 100 bikers or more behind me. <laughs> and, yeah, I've ridden only in a zoo parking lot. Plus, you're not licensed. No, I got no license. I got nothing. <laughs> I, I have like, I bought a helmet with flames on it because I thought it would be cool. <laughs> and I'm wearing a jersey with my name, like a brown jersey with my name on the back of it. Right. So, and I got my sunglasses because nothing gets in my eyes, whatever. And so I get to this damn thing. Somehow I rode the bike to the shop, which is great. But then we get there, and I'm looking at all these bikes behind me. I'm like, oh, shit. I'm, I'm a dead man. But... I'm like, I got to do this. I got my confidence going. I got my little flame hat on. And we roll on out of this thing. And we get down into like where I have to turn into the, these metro parks. Right. Well, I realized as I'm turning into these metro parks, it wasn't that far from the shop that I'm sitting on my sunglasses. So now I have bugs and bees and all kinds yeah. of shit just flying into my face. My eyes have got dust in it and all kind of crap. And but I'm, I'm managing my way through these metro parks right. with these windy-ass roads. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to die. But Let I me stop it. you just for a second, yeah. dude, because you're not explaining it so that people fully understand this part. Yeah. When you get hit in the head by a bug. It hurts. It, it feels like you got hit in the head by the rock. I might as well have been shot in the head. Yeah. yeah I mean, it hurts. It absolutely feels it, – it does feel like rocks hitting you. So I, I – I made it through the Metro Parks. I see the traffic light to get out of the Metro Parks. Now I'm going to be on city streets, right. going straight for a lot of time. I'm going to be all right. Mm -hmm. I'm proud as hell that I made it through these windy roads. As I'm taking the turn to get out of the Metro Parks, I wipe out the bike, dude. I don't make the turn <laughs> properly. I go straight up onto the curb. The front end lifts up. I fly backwards, and I end up on the ground. I got half the bike again on top of me. Right. And all 100 and whatever bikes that were behind me passed me. People are yelling shit out to me. You suck. You're a loser. Yeah. Kind of, nobody actually stopped to help me get up. No. They just passed me on by. So they now, just passed you and were like, oh, look at that amateur. <laughs> it's not like get up and I'm like dusting the blood off of me. I, I lose the pack. Right. I'm stuck in the light. Pack of bikes is gone because I've been struggling to get myself up off the ground and, and like, again, cleaned up a little bit. Pack of bike is gone. I have no idea how to get back to where I'm going. I end up being the last bike to pull into the shop after the bike run had happened. <laughs> and I was the first one. I was the lead guy of this pack and ended up being the last. And after that, I sold my bike, never rode it again. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and that was the last time I've ridden a motorcycle. And I wish I had a, like, a really cool bike. I really do. I yeah, but I just wasn't that guy, I guess. You know what? I I, I wish, in a way, I wish I still had my bike. Um, but in a, in the same way, I don't pay enough attention. I would die on it. You know, as I've gotten older, I pay more, way more attention to what song is playing on the radio than I do <laughs> to, to to driving or riding. And I know me by this point now, I would have bought one of those. I forget what those are called, the big ones, the Gold Wings or whatever, with the. Oh, yeah. 
with the big blaring radio and stuff. I know that would be me, and I'd be paying no attention, and I would just crash. But, dude, I used to, when I lived in California, when I got out of the military, my, my now ex, she still had um, about a year left in the military. So we, we stayed out in California, and I got a job at a law firm. And I used to ride the motorcycle because back then we had no money. You know, at that point, all we had was my job at the law firm, which made pennies and uh, and her military money, which made even less pennies. So I used to ride the motorcycle instead of driving a car to work. And I had to take it to the I had to take it to I was I, I was stationed at Fort Ord and we were the job was in Monterey. So it's about 15 miles, 10, 15 miles. Right. Yeah. But it was all right next to the beach. So, man. You would be riding. I'd be riding along, going in on the highway, and then all of a sudden the wind would blow, and I would just get sandblasted <laughs> from from the sand blowing off of the beach. And I mean, it was. Br- and, and this is, you know, I'm wearing the leather and the gloves and the hat and every the helmet and everything, and still was getting sandblasted. I, I was literally a lot of times I was scared to death that I was going to crash and die. Right. You know, you're going 60 miles an hour on a curve, yeah, and all yeah. of a sudden you get hit with sand. Yeah. Just whoosh, a bag of sand hitting you in the face. It's like, whoa. You know? I was not a good rider. I would love a bike now because I think, uh, you know, with the, the, the left leg being the only leg that I can really use, yeah. you know, the shifting and everything is on the left side. So I could actually ride a bike probably better now than I could back the in the day. The shifting isn't on the left side. The, the, the pedal shifting is, yeah. No, it's on the right. Well, what, the bike that I, I think had. it depends on the bike you have, because I know on mine it was on the right side. All right, I don't even know why we're talking, to be honest with you. <laughs> you might as well just stop, because, I mean, uh, we got this going on over here. Guardians win 8-3. to three. Great job, Guardians. Then we got this. Who got the W? Uh, Gunner. Guardians got the win. No, uh, Which pitcher? Sorry, Gunner, you probably meant who won the race. So, like, people are talking about the Guardians and completely ignoring everything that we've said for the past 20 minutes. Yeah, I was going to say, and I cannot offer anything on the Guardians because I know nothing about what they've done this year at all. I know I saw that Shane Bieber's, like, on the 60-day disabled list or whatever. Or we're not allowed to call it the disabled list anymore. The I.L., the injured list, because God forbid somebody that's disabled might be upset by saying the disabled list. Here's what we do know. If you could do anything at all, Joe, what would you do? I said I'd cure cancer. They looked at me like, why cancer? Because no one thinks we can. That's why. And we can. We end the cancer as we know it. Cancer as we know it. Well, thank God he solved that problem. And again, we have audio from the uh, Methane Summit yesterday. I wonder who recorded that. I think both speeches were the same. That was Kamala. Yes. <laughs> yeah, this guy, he is a disaster, isn't he? Jesus. There are automatic bikes, right? I, I think know. there are now, yeah. Look, all I know is that when I rode a bike, I had like the, the, the I don't know what you call it, the, whatever the shifting thing the shifter, was on, yeah, the was on the left side on my foot. 
Because on my bike, it was always the brake, the the back brake thing was on the left, and then the the shifting, like because I used to have to hook my right my right leg underneath it to shift up, and then because all my brakes and everything were on the hands. Yeah, the, well, the brakes are definitely on the hands, but there's a back brake that you can hit. On the... I don't know. I didn't ride it long enough to actually figure out what I'm supposed to do, other than I was able to shift them. You had one of those Japanese bikes, didn't you? I had a Kawasaki. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like a cross rocket thing. It was a. Uh... It was like a, a rider. Yeah. yeah I had one too. Right. I had a. I had a. I had a Kawasaki 550. At one point. Only... Again, I just wanted a starter bike, something to get me used to. Sure. Driving something. Yeah, driving. I, I, you know, I, and it's a weird thing. I, I know this is going to be sacrilege, but never been a big fan of the Harleys. I think they really? look great. I think they look great. But have you ever ridden one, like actually taken one out and ridden no. it? That's yeah, a tough ride. There are way more comfortable rides than a Harley. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the soft tail is just not. I, I mean, that's what I had was a soft tail. And um, I've always wanted like a chopper custom kind of bike. With the with the apes, the ape. Yeah, something like that, or like you know something <laughs> like just with like a you know badass tank and you know. Mm-hmm cool shit all over it and stuff and, right and like a nice paint job but now i've moved on from that because i realized that actually now with the leg i probably have a better shot of running a bike than i do uh, like a real car so i think like because i've always wanted a custom car like a really cool right custom. I, I i why do i have a feeling that if you got a bike now you'd get a sidecar and heather'd be riding the bike <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that, that, that's probably true probably accurate <laughs> That would be funny. Be funny pictures of you just riding like Colonel Clink in the sidecar. <laughs> now, see, my problem is though is that what I really want yeah. is a trike. Oh yeah, because you know, like the front and the two wheels in the back, or even the two wheels in the front and one in the back, whatever is easiest for me to ride. But then Heather makes fun of me all the time. Like I don't know if I'd be like a real man if I'm on one of those kind of bikes. I see men on the bikes all the time, but is it cool to get one of those? Eh, I don't know. I, you watch Sons of Anarchy? Yes, no? I did, yeah. Do you want to be Piney or do you want to be Jax? I know. I understand what you're saying, but... <laughs> you know, <laughs> I always thought Piney's bike looked pretty weak for a guy that was first nine. But I, I'm getting older now, so now it's kind of like I got to think about safety. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I, what am, I can't afford to lose another leg. Well, yeah, that's why you just stay in the minivan. And so I'm thinking maybe a trike would be a tad bit more. <laughs> I'm not sure driving a minivan yet. <laughs> yet. Yet. <laughs> well, mean, if like, you were we... going to be in a minivan, you'd already be in it because your daughter's past the age of needing a minivan. Yeah, it really kind of, I'm getting kind of sad and disgusted right now because I'm sitting here talking about, like, I can't ride a bike. I'm getting old. <laughs> I need a trike to take me around. You're telling me I should be in a minivan, and I'm about to talk to Drowning Pool. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> it's too good. Oh, man. Yeah, it's dude, I, it sucks getting older, man. It really does. It sucks getting older. You know, having to face having to face the little stupid things of, yeah, maybe I don't see quite as well as I used to see. Maybe I'm not as fast reacting as I used to be, you know? Yeah, dude, I'll tell you what. Like, yesterday, I was at the, the radio station, WHK, because that's where I do my uh, side job now. And 
So I shouldn't say that's my second job. This yeah. is job one, and then second job. Um, but I love it there, and they, they, people have been very cool and very nice. Sure. But I, speaking of getting old, yesterday I'm sitting there, I'm doing you know traffic and weather every 15 minutes or whatever, and you know it, it's kind of stressful because literally during the afternoon show you got to do it. You're always recording something, right? And so. I'm looking at this this screen on the computer and I'm trying to like edit all the sound and stuff. And I'm realizing that, dude, yes, I, I am old. And like, I'm getting sort of going, I left my glasses at the house. I can barely see what the hell is going on on the screen. I'm trying to figure out, is there a way to brighten this screen? <laughs> looking for any kind of settings that there are to brighten the screen. I can't find anything. Right. So I'm like squinting to see what the hell I'm doing. And it really is annoying. You're right. Getting old does kind of blow. Dude, and, and it, it, when you have to make adjustments, it just makes you hate yourself. It's like like I'm sitting the 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 Mac that I do the show on here. It's it's one of the big giant Macs, you know, with the big thirty yeah. six inch screen or whatever. This screen it's this big. Well, yeah. I guess that doesn't show anything, but if, you know, you know, it's it, it's giant. It's as big as a TV set, right? And about six months ago, I had to for the first time ever. I had to find the setting to make the text bigger <laughs> because I used to, you know, I always kept it at the smallest thing. And, you know, I, I do like a split screen thing where I have like the right. stream yard on one side and then questions or comments or whatever on the other side. And then it just got to be where I was doing some interview or something. And I was looking for an idea and I didn't have, I couldn't read it. I was like, I, I didn't have my glasses in here, which I never do. And I was like, Oh, son of a bitch. So I'm like, put it up to like 110%. I figured it out. And then I go to 110% and I still couldn't read it. Then I went to 120% and I still couldn't read it. And I went to 130 and then I could read it and I was like, "Oh, what happened to me?" You know, just it just it just it sucks. Is there a way to brighten the screen? Yeah. It can't Mac be of, that dark because I mean, I'm sitting and staring at it going, "All right, dude, I mean, there might have been some sun glare going on, but you know, I don't think they're that bad yet. Where I need, you know, can't. You know, no, you can brighten your it. screen in the in the set. We'll, we'll we'll figure that out after the show. How's that? <laughs> so I don't, I don't think people want to listen to us going. Okay, click settings. Okay, click monitor. You know. But yeah, you get you definitely can. <laughs> but yeah, I, I do notice like little things. I mean, but my problem is like you know my. I get joint pain a lot, but mm -hmm. it, like my knees hurt, but that's because I have one leg that isn't like real. Dude. Like yeah. it's, it's different. Mm -hmm. Dude. Well, dude, it's look, people just in general don't accept getting older. Yeah. You know, me, me and my brother, we talk constantly about my mom and you met my mom. My mom's yeah. great. Awesome. But my mom will not admit that she's getting old. And my mom's <laughs> 75. Yes, she's seventy-five years old, so she's not young. She's not dead, but she's she's definitely old, right? Oh. Yeah. And like she'll 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 call me and she'll be like, "Oh, my back hurts so bad," but and I'm like, "Oh, what happened?" And she's like, "Well, I was outside moving tree branches or or cutting wood or what," and I'm like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "You're seventy-five years old." Well, it's just a little. And I'm like, "Mom." Me or Jason will pay somebody to do that. You don't need to be out there cutting grass or cut, you know, pulling weeds or, you know, you're too old for that shit. If you fall down, there's nobody there. 
You know, you know, it's like, right. you know, I mean, and that's a big, that's how many years think about this in your own life. How many years did we make fun of the lady? I've fallen and I can't get up. <laughs> right. How many years was that a joke? To where now it's actually a thought of, man, I wouldn't mind having one of those just in yeah. case. <laughs> yeah. I think about it all the time when I go up and down these stairs here. Yeah. Uh, I think the, my my real problem is that my brain hasn't gotten old. Sure. Same here. Yeah. Like, I still think and act, for the most part, like I'm still 18 mm-hmm. years old. Yeah. And so, I don't know, somewhere along the way, my brain growth stopped, but the body growth didn't. Yeah, I, I mean, well, I mean, and that's 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 what usually happens with with guys, really. You know, what would you rather bet? No, I'm not saying that either. No, it's okay to say that it sucks, but it's the way it is, isn't it? It's just the way it is, you know. I don't, I don't ever remember anybody saying, you know, what's been the best part of my life? Getting old. I don't think anybody's <laughs> ever said that, have they? Well, I mean, like, there is a certain point where you kind of want to stop them. Yeah, well, you, yeah, but, you know, but that, that goes into the whole face in your own mortality, too. It's, you know, the older you get, once things, it's it's kind of like all of us have had a car that we kept a little too long, right? Yeah, yeah. Or a lot too long. Yeah. But at least a little too long. And when you kept that car a little too long, things started to go bad on it. You know, first it was the the rotors, then it was the axle was bent, then it was the, you know, the engine doesn't run quite right anymore. It doesn't start, it doesn't have as much acceleration or whatever. And you're that's the only thing that you equate to your life. As you're getting older, you're seeing yourself becoming that car that just held on a little too long. Yeah, but the problem is you can't just go buy a new one. <laughs> no, well, that's the, that is that's the problem. Sucks. Yeah. <laughs> But at the same time, none of us do none of us do the maintenance that we're supposed to do on the car that is our bodies either. Let's be honest. None of us are working out two hours a day and getting our twenty thousand steps in. Yeah, but I've seen people like that drop dead too out of nowhere. Yeah, well, that's it. And dude, you've seen cars that are well maintained that get up in the junkyard. I mean, I've seen guys that literally have smoked two packs a day for like fifty years of their lives, live to be ninety. Mm-hmm. And I've seen people that smoke never in their lives yeah. and they dropped dead at 35 yeah well, you, you see don't know Sh- you see Sinead o'connor today she's 56 years old probably weighed 110 pounds dead yeah, i'm dead you know so and she was a uh well i don't want to say the word because then we'll get banned everywhere but she believed in certain things that i didn't take um, she was a booster as we'll call her there you go <laughs> i mean shit you saw lebron james kid yeah no kidding brawny yeah, which had cardiac arrest, eighteen years old. Yeah, well, and you know he was quadruple, quintuple vaxxed. He was boosterred. Yeah, he was boosted up to the full. I mean, because wasn't wasn't LeBron like one of the big ones on? Oh yeah, was, I mean, didn't he say at some point that he didn't even want fans back if they weren't going to get their shots? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was like way involved, and now look at it. And again, we don't know that one's the other. And certainly, even if it is, they're never going to tell us that. Oh, they never say anything. They're never going to tell us the truth that that's what happened. I mean, I you mean, know, because eighteen-year-olds have heart attacks pretty nor- regularly, especially super trained, athletes. Yeah, yeah. like who have a dad who's like Godzilla, dude, like a yeah. superior athlete. 
And I'm sure that his, he kept his kids well-trained. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure that kid doesn't run around eating a lot of gummy bears and pizza either. I'm sure, sure everything that's gone into that kid's mouth since he was like two years old has been, you know, approved by some nutritionist or something to maximize his earning potential in the NBA. Yeah, I, I, man, that whole thing irritates the hell out of me. I just saw a video because I, I again, scroll through a lot of stuff. Yeah. I just saw a video from back when Jimmy Kimmel mm-hmm. uh, made the comment of, well, we should just start doing this. You know, people that show up to a hospital, if you have a heart attack and you show up to the hospital and you've been back, come on in. And if you haven't, see ya. Yeah. Well, that's the way people were treated. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to get banned again. Oh, whatever. But that, whatever. That's why we have these Rumble. That's why we have our, yeah. That's why we have the website, and that's why we have Rumble. Go to thesethwilliamshow.com. Thesethwilliamshow.com. You can leave all your comments there. Yeah. That's right. You know, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I hear what you're saying, dude, and I agree with it fully, man. And, you know, it, it's it's a sad state of affairs, this this banning, I guess we'll call it, of ideas that don't play into the narrative. It's all social media. It's all, it's, it's all it, it, but but I mean, throughout our lives, we've always had people that said crazy shit. Yeah, always. And th- the difference is now we for some reason and I and this I don't even know and I can't even blame social media for it I just have to blame people for being lazy we allow crazy ideas to not be challenged in our own heads we just hear a crazy idea and people are like well I heard it on YouTube it must be true and that's what they're trying to quote unquote protect us from the crazy ideas I mean, dude, how many ideas did you hear in growing up where you were like, that's just ridiculous? A ton. But you had to have, but what it did by you making that determination was it, it made you be a critical thinker. Our generation is full of critical thinkers, which is why people between 45 and 55, or really 45 and up for the very most part, were anti vax. Because we were grown, we were raised to be critical thinkers. These new kids, they're not raised to be critical thinkers, so they're just going to blindly go with, hey, here's the guy they say is smart. Dr. Fauci says get 14 shots, so they do. You know, and, and they, that's just the way, that's the way they've been groomed. I, I don't want to blame them for being stupid as much as I want to blame them for being groomed. And I blame yeah. their parents for allowing them I blame any parent that allows their kid to not make critical thinking decisions. Um, Another reminder, thesethwilliamshow.com. If you want to leave comments, and after tonight, uh, you probably won't be able to on YouTube. (laughs) thesethwilliamshow.com. thesethwilliamshow.com. You can leave comments there. Yes. uh, Just like you do on YouTube or anywhere else. That's right. So make sure you go to the website, thesethwilliamshow.com. Yeah. You can do the comments there. in case you guys haven't figured it out we are gearing up for youtube eventually killing the show <laughs> yes that is going to happen yeah because um, we're not going to cave in we're never going to cave in to, I mean, to but the people cry process. about people are crying about social media people get all upset now this okay. whole thing with the government censoring everything with the big tech companies mm-hmm. is one thing uh but i saw people getting emotional over the fact that twitter is now change to this yeah, x, x right <laughs> i mean you still go to twitter.com it's not like it, yeah. the website's any different but they've changed the logo to x mm-hmm. on your app i think it's still the stupid little bird thing and, but for now but for now yeah, yeah I, 
I, I was looking through through do we call it X now? Yeah. I, I was it. looking through through some X threads um this morning and and the people are losing their minds over this stupid X Twitter bird thing. I know. I was like, are you I I had to I the first time I saw some of this, I was like, this has to be a joke, right? Cuz who cares? You know, but you know, and and let's just be real about it here. Nobody's going to call it X. How many people call Facebook Meta? No, no, yeah. <laughs> no one. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, well, it's Facebook. That's if if you look on their website, it's all called Meta now. I mean, now, I mean, like, is it, I haven't really changed anything on my app on my phone yet. Mm-mm. But when I go to the website on, like, my computer, there's a big X. Yeah. When I open it up, and then there's an X in the top of my screen. But I saw a grown man the other mm-hmm. day. Yeah. I won't say his name. He's a friend of mine. But a grown man literally getting very upset because he says that Elon Musk has stripped the emotion away from Twitter by putting by taking away the bird. Now, I thought at first he was joking. Sure. And then he found out, no, no, he was for real upset about the fact that the bird was apparently some sort of emotional thing for him. And now that it's gone, there is no emotion left on Twitter. There was no emotion on Twitter for the past 10 years. Wait a minute. There was one emotion on Twitter. One. Anger. Hate. (laughs) Hate and anger. (laughs) That was the only emotion. And and people are sad that the bird is gone. The only thing I don't like about it is that when I see X, I think porn. Yeah. And I went looking for pictures. I didn't find anything. Uh, But... And I think it's kind of misleading towards people when you put an X up there uh, to, to think maybe some sort of porn or something like that. Yeah, I, and, and of course there's always I, – I saw a lot of X videos jokes because X videos is one of the popular porn sites out there. Right. So yes. so everybody, of course, is like, oh, can't imagine why X videos got 30 times their traffic today. <laughs> no, I, I don't know what X videos is. I've never heard of that. Really? Dude, X videos is the go-to on porn. I, I have no idea what you're talking about. Even when you say <laughs> porn, I don't know exactly what that means. Yeah, sure. Uh, hey, side note: Do you have any subway hats left? Asking for a friend. <laughs> I think those are gone. They're gearing up for another show. Uh, <laughs> I think that show is that show starting. I don't know. I've heard. I don't know. I've not heard. I haven't heard. Oh my god. Staples actually sells staples. She must have heard there were subway hats there, too. That, that will not be played on the uh, that new show. You don't I think? Ever happens. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that show, show does show up. Good competition is always good. Uh, a severe thunderstorm warning has been issued for our location. So oh, good. thunderstorms are on the way. They said they could get severe. Uh, the next couple of hours, so I'd be heads up. Another one. Uh, in case you missed it earlier in the show, we did play video from and audio from the uh, methane summit yesterday with Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Kamala and Biden did like a side by side speech there. Right. Yeah, so it was like dueling speeches from. Uh, those two. Lovely. Ironically, they were both on the same message. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it is shocking how Biden yesterday decided that he was going to cure cancer. 
and get the methane summit underway. I mean, it's great. And Hillary decided that it was MAGA Republicans that have caused the heat problem. Yeah, what is that? Is that is that because we're not we're not you know buying into the Green New Deal? Is that what, is that, is that I mean, the message? I saw, here? I saw this morning. Oh my God! The temperatures in the ocean have risen to the point of a hot tub. No, they are freaking out on a uh, one particular uh, left-leaning channel, and then I look at the actual stats, and it's really not as crazy as they say it is. Yeah, it's it's risen a half a degree since what April? It's summertime, man. Yeah, I mean it is what it is. Well, my question is: summer may be a little bit hotter. There's been other hot summers as well. Back when they started recording temperatures, there were temperatures this hot. Well. Why isn't Ohio getting hit by this by this climate change? We haven't had a ninety degree day yet, have we? Uh, no, that's what I've seen. And then I I did hear a funny uh, thing the other day. Uh, John Kerry was under um, attack again. I guess not attack. That's a bad word, but under questioning about his uh, entire theory of climate change. And he, he said parts per you know CO two blah 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 blah. They were all technical science stuff. And he goes. Yeah, it's, it hasn't happened for since eight for eight hundred thousand years. And the guy goes, "Well, what about before that?" Well, yeah, it was much worse. Well, the guy says, "Well, humans weren't around, and SUVs weren't around, and factories weren't around." And he goes, "Well, there was a lot of geological events happening at those th- geological events haven't stopped; they continue. <laughs> the Earth continues. Yeah, it continues to cycle forward as it has for millions of years, if that's what you believe." And <laughs> it's what it is this is the way the earth works yeah it's no i mean look if 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 all of a sudden we got these giant waves or whatever we'll deal with that too remember the movie day after tomorrow when the when they they knew the thing was coming and nothing was told and then it and then like everything else it just didn't become as bad as they thought it was going to be yes that's what it is and if we're wrong then we're wrong then we get wiped out I mean, thinking about it from both ends of the picture, I, I understand that, you know, if you want to live a pathetic life and be taxed to death, then, then you go for climate change. I get all that. But let's go to the other side. Let's just say that it's going to end the earth. All right. Which one of us thought we were going to live forever? Something eventually will end the earth. Yeah. One way or the other, it's going to end. That's what I mean. And and the, the whole logic of, well, you know, what about the kids and what... Anytime any civilization ends, when the dinosaurs ended, all their kids were wiped out too. Back in yeah, back in nineteen ninety eight, I think we had ninety degrees and higher. We've had ninety degrees and higher every single year since the beginning of time. Yeah, it just kind of happened. Except maybe during that little ice age thing that happened. Climate change. Yes, I would imagine has changed. Wouldn't you imagine that even during the ice age, there was some place on this planet that was warm? Yeah, and I, I know certain people that I know are turning off this this channel. You guys I, suck. I say this, but I hate to tell people, but they started out with this whole climate change bullshit with global warming. Then when they figured out that the global warming thing really wasn't going to go their way, they decided we're going to change it to climate change. Yeah. Yes, climate changes. Climate changing as we speak. An hour ago, it was sunny outside, and now it's going to storm. Right. Climate changes all the time. Right. <laughs> so crazy. So. George Carlin. 
Have we heard anything from our guests? I just texted the publicist and was like, what the F? <laughs> so I'm, I'm waiting to hear back. I have not heard back yet, but I don't know, man. I, I, just, I just look at the whole climate change thing and I just am like, I'm like, I understand the need to do certain things, but I think we, citizens of the United States, have done those things, haven't we? We've reduced our emissions. We've everybody now is like it's 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 normal to do recycling bins. It's normal to put your recyclables into a bin so that it goes to a recycling plant. We've we've uh we've made our cars so that they take the corn-fed car car stuff. You know, the what is that ethanol? Yeah. The ethanol gas. We've done all the we've done We've done all of that. The other countries have not done all that. So why is it our problem to get taxed more? We've done our part. Well, we're going to find out tomorrow because uh, good old Biden, who cured cancer, is going to announce tomorrow um, all kind of climate stuff. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, did you, speaking of Biden, did you see his, his dummy that, that is his press secretary's uh, statement about, and I think she was trying to say it as a positive, but she said about how we're all feeling Bidenomics now. <laughs> we're starting to feel Bidenomics. Yeah, she. I don't know where I'm. I'm not feeling it. <laughs> well, I think we're all feeling it. We're all we're all broke. Yeah, the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, we're all broke. But she she said in some press press meeting or you know the the daily. I'd imagine that that you know Americans are finally starting to feel Bidenomics. <laughs> I was like, she's yeah, really, and it sucks. She's as stupid as they come because I'm telling you, she doesn't answer anything. Literally nothing. They ask her questions every day. They ask her questions today about the, the plea deal for Hunter Biden falling through. I, uh, you have to direct those questions to another department. Well, what about uh, Biden with this? You have to direct that question to somebody else. Well, he said that he never had business uh, dealings or never heard of any business dealings with Hunter Biden in other countries. And then they changed it to, well, he hasn't been part of any business dealings. <laughs> With Hunter Biden in other countries. And they go, well, why does that language change? Well, you have to ask somebody else that question. Answer a damn question. You're yeah, there to, not to just be whoever you are. You're there to answer questions. Yeah, she does not answer anything. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to take a break anyway. Okay. And, uh, we'll That's try fine. to see if Johnny's pool coming up or not. If not, we'll okay. move on, and it is what it is. So yep. uh, hang on. It okay. is time to save America and stop funding woke corporations. Shop with merchants that share your values today. Get all the great products you buy online anyway from Mammoth Nation. Visit the online store today at us.cmspn.com and save money while helping to fend off enemies of our way of life. We can't expect change until we make changes ourselves. Shop Mammoth Nation today. Are you looking for a way to support the Seth Williams Show? Get your Seth Williams Show merchandise today. From coffee mugs to clothing and everything in between, our high-quality merch is the perfect way for you to not only support the show, but show everyone what is the greatest show going today. Just go to shop.thesethwilliamshow.com now, shop around, and buy some great merchandise from The Seth Williams Show. Shop today. Hey, it's Seth. Have you ever wanted a message recorded by a really, really famous person? Happy birthday to your kid. Congratulations, you finally graduated to that niece or nephew or brother or sister. Or a happy anniversary to your lovely wife or husband. Well, today's not your day. Because we're not famous. 
you can have myself or Chris Aiken record you a message of your choice, and it's only going to cost you 10 bucks. Not like those $250, three, four, five hundred $500 celebrities. You're going to get us recording you something hopefully entertaining and fun that you can keep forever. You can listen to it all day long if you'd like. A personalized message just for you. All you got to do is download the Cameo app or go to Cameo.com. C-A-M-E-O.com. Look up Seth Williams or Chris Aiken and we will record you a message. Who needs Brad Pitt when you have a face like this? Go to Cameo.com today. There's no place like home. And whether it's furniture, artwork, home accessories, appliances, or that one-of-a-kind collectible, Yellow Brick Road Online Auctions allows you to find everything you need from the comfort of your own home. The owner of Yellow Brick Road Auctions has been conducting online estate auctions for over eight years by providing homeowners with a stress-free process to liquidate all items that have accumulated over the years. I'm Melissa Mendici, owner of Yellow Brick Road Auctions. Log on today to find your heart's desire. Hey, it's waiting for you to say anything, anything, girl. I know you are the only one. A little thing to heaven, and you know I am the only one. You better take the hell. Your eyes scream the Right back here, the Seth Williams Show with Chris Aiken. And joining us now, CJ Pierre, Drowning Pool. Hey, hey, what's happening? How y'all doing? What's up, CJ? Dude, your beard has grown a long way since that video. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it's slowly creeping out. It's getting longer, more gray. (laughs) Well, you see me, I got the Santa thing going, so. (laughs) (laughs) Well, dude, it's good to see you, man. It's good to have uh, Drowning Pool back and uh, back in action out there on the road once again. So uh, why don't we start there? You know, there's a lot of news around the band, so maybe catch everybody up with what's going on in the world of Drowning Pool. Yeah, man, starting this year, you know, beginning of the year, we got Ryan McCombs back in the band. It's been awesome. It's been amazing. You know, it's been um, a good maybe 12, 13 years since we, uh, you know, worked together. And um, we, have, we made friends during this whole time. We just, I guess the stars aligned for us to work together again. And it's been awesome, man. The second he came in town, you know, he's been staying at my house. And uh, we just started working on new songs, and we just did a handful of shows. We got this tour coming up with Saliva. Um, a lot of things happen, man. Right on, man. Well, dude, we we actually we had um we had Bobby from Saliva on on Monday, and he was talking about the tour. And um, you guys are here. You're here in Cleveland on uh, September the twenty seventh at the uh, House of Blues, I believe. And um, you know, it's an exciting time. You know, I, I as a just a fan of that era, and Seth's a big fan too of that oh. era of music. Um, it seems like the the era the mid 90s to the mid 2000s bands 
are kind of replacing what has been the 80s bands for the last 10 years. It seems like the nostalgia thing is updated a little bit. And this era is now getting a lot more of that return love that kind of went away for a little bit here. You know, you know, what, what do you think, man, as somebody that's out there making music through this whole period? We're saying the upscale on um, nostalgia bands. Yeah, I was just saying, what, what are you seeing? Are you seeing a comeback for it, man? That for the for this oh, era? It's um, you know, we never really went away as much as just like the roller coaster ride of the music business. Um, it's just been up and down for us personally and our band. We never really stopped ever at any point. But yeah, sometimes you get the limelight, sometimes you don't. Um, but yeah, there's definitely a lot of bands that are still touring in that era. I mean, you know, just the name of you. Obviously, we're doing stuff with Saliva, Nonpoint still out there. I mean, his band still not still playing. Are sure. For show with, with Pantera. I mean, it was freaking amazing, dude. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it's a fun time. It's fun music. I love I love what we play. I love all the bands around that time frame, and, and it's awesome. Like, dude, I went to saw Disturbed last night. And okay. Dudes, and, man, they, I don't know if anybody's seen this new tour yet. I know it's seven days into it, but a band like that, again, you know, we came out at the same time. We did music as a web tour together. Um, just seeing their show, man, they brought it a game, dude. They brought so much fire and lights and just, they brought the metal. It was awesome, man. I was blown away. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, see, that- this is my era of music. Like, <laughs> this is my like time when I was on radio playing you guys 5,000 times a day, man. So, I mean, this is the kind of shit that I, you know, kind of grew into and, and loved. How tough is it though, coming in with like a new singer? Is it difficult trying to find that, that rhythm and everything again? You know, we went through that before. I mean, with Ryan come back in the band, you know, he's, we've already worked together. So this is a, a new spot. I never thought I knew we would be in, but I absolutely love it, man. He's he's great to work with. And him and I always had a great writing relationship together. And um, that's showing through now that he's been here. In fact, I'm picking him up at the airport after I talk to you guys. He's flying <laughs> back down. It's it's just amazing how the, the wheels are rolling now. But, um, yeah, it was, you know, it's always, a, I wouldn't say it's a challenge because Mike Luce, our drummer Stevie Ben, our bass player, and myself have been writing songs together, working together since high school, man. And um, you know, we had a great success obviously with, with the late Dave, a great Dave Williams, late great Dave Williams. Sure. And um, you know, we had Jason Gone Jones who walked in the man had a strong voice, and we worked, you know, obviously with Ryan Two Records and Jason Moreno. So it's it kind of um, no, it's been fun, man. It's 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 exploring different styles of music that you know you would do within your band with when a different singer came in with their style. We write how we write, but then you also you know, maybe curtail it a little bit to, to work to what works with that singer. But with Ryan, man, we already had a bunch of jamming tunes and, and stuff that's coming out now. It's just like, it's amazing. It's just flowing like, like it's flowing like wine. Right. There you go. Well, dude, is it nice? Is it difficult? And I, maybe difficult's not the right word, but is it, I'll, I'll just stay with difficult for now. Is it difficult to have, two bands like obviously drowning pool and soil who are sort of like-minded you know stylistically a little bit different obviously there's differences but does it does it create scheduling conflicts at all to have ryan do both bands and you know like they just put out a record what two weeks ago or something so he's got to promote that on some level you know to to do his other band justice too it's picked up this year. We, we definitely, uh, we've all been friends and family since day one. Like there's never been any issues, which I love about that. I love Tim King and uh, man, I, love, I just love all those dudes. And uh, Adam, they're, they're great guys. And we're just, again, it's friends and family, but now we're in a new position we went in before. You know, they do have shows coming up. Um, Soil has some shows as well between, between Drown and Pool. I think if anybody didn't think about that it was Ryan McCombs, because now he's got to sing a lot more. Right. 
But for him, for, to me, it's like that keeps his voice strong. Um, and it, dude, I gotta be honest, he's stronger than ever before. But he comes in, he's doing his vocal warm ups, he's singing um, all the main parts, all the backup parts when we rehearse. He's, he's just covering it all. So he wants to come out like you've never seen this guy before. Um, it's amazing to, like I said, it's just <laughs> the position that we're in now, man, and the shows that we're having. But, uh, but we, we, we all um, communicate really well and we schedule around that stuff. And, you know, Soul has some shows coming up and then we have the tour with Saliva. And then I think Soil has a couple of shows in December and then we have some stuff in January. So it's, it's, a, it's a balanced thing, but as long as we stay ahead of the game, you know, everything's been okay so far. Ahead, what was what was like the biggest surprise in your career? Did you expect bodies to take off the way that it did? I mean, it kind of became an anthem to you know all kind of different things. And did you expect that when you put um, that song up? I mean, dude, you know, it's like anybody, you know, every local band in Dallas or where we're based out of, or just anywhere in, in any city. You know, you you know, you want to get your music out there, you want to get your art out there, and you hope that something that people can gravitate towards it. But on um, bodies, man, especially just when every year it's just I'm just blown away and amazed. It keeps getting used for different things, different. It's been movies, commercials, you know, WWE, obviously. Um, it just keeps popping up. People want to use it for stuff. And I have young fans coming out like, man, I just heard this brand new song. Like it's a brand new single. Um, <laughs> so it's awesome that it has that, that, you know, I guess it just has a longevity to it, man. And, you know, we were writing songs that we write, man. We get in the rehearsal room with a case of beer and start jamming with each other. And that's what comes out, you know. Is it is it a pain in the ass now, though, compared to when you were selling CDs? And you got all this streaming shit that you got to deal with and, and social media and it's all that kind of junk that's going on as opposed to back in the day. I mean, we just go to a record store, buy the stuff and then move on. Yeah, it's a different mindset and the mind frame. And you got to roll with the punches. I mean, I, you know, coming up with the old school of like, you know, I'd say old school, you know, I, I was in there ever from cassette tapes to CDs. Oh, wow. Look at these new CDs and right. in the CD world for a long time. I mean, had something tangible that you can sign and give to people. You put it in. Like, you know, yeah, we used to sit there and listen to whole albums. That's just kind of the, how we grew up. And, like, now everybody hits the song and they swipe to the next song. It's like, you know, they just want to hear one thing here and there. And um, attention spans faster as far as that's concerned. But the streaming part, too, man, you know, I don't even want to get into that, that whole subject. I mean, I'm, I still get to play music and put on shows and stuff. But, you know, there's definitely no um, compensation for any of your music. And the time it takes to write and record and all those things. You know, you're on your own on that nowadays. So yeah, I mean right. that's what kills me is you know you guys got to you're working for a living and these streaming companies and they're taking money out of your pocket and people bitched it's about ridiculous. downloading it's music now they do it for nothing. It's like oh you get point zero zero three three cent of a stream after billions of streams and like this guy what is he building rockets what is he uh <laughs> yeah. he's got millions of dollars in their cars that's great dude thanks for taking all the musicians money um. Maybe give us maybe 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 a cent, and not point zero 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 three. But I mean, you know, that's just where we live right now. Well, <laughs> I, I I I just have to ask the obvious question: Why give them a whole record? Why not give Spotify or Apple or YouTube Music or whatever four songs and let fans know that even if it's cheap, even if it was like five dollars, they could buy the whole CD with eleven songs or whatever on your website. Right. Yeah, that's so, you know, there's a lot of different avenues now, and, and it's, it's a learning curve for us, um, and things changing constantly on it. You know, we want to make the best decisions. If anything, I just want to get the music out there with fans here, and we love touring. I love putting on the live show. I love hanging out. I love watching the other bands play. So, you know, that's, that's, you know, that's kind of where my head's at. But, yeah, you know, it does take time and effort to write. It does take time and money to record. Sure. 
stuff and you, and you really get nothing for your music. And, and it's not like, again, I'm not trying to buy some fancy cars in a mansion. It's just, you know, it costs a sex amount of money to record and, and put this out and, and you just, you know. Yeah. I know. Job, man. That's your livelihood. It, so. yeah. I don't know. It's tough, dude. Well, dude, I do want to, I wanted to address something with you that, um, you guys do. And I'm sure you've heard this from a lot of guys and I will accent it, even though I was in the service before you guys started doing service stuff. So I, I, I know you, for people that don't know, you guys have done a lot of stuff for military. You've gone out and played shows and gone to some scary places sometimes to play shows for the troops. And I, I can tell you for, for a fact how important that is to soldiers. You know, when, when, I, was, when I was stationed in Korea, which was in the 70s, because I'm old, but, um, or the 80s, not 70s, but the 80s, when, when we would get a band that would come over, like for us it was like Foghat or America or, you know, those bands were coming over with the USO, and we could not have been more thrilled because it brought home to us and I'm sure that's what you felt as well. Talk a little bit about that, man, what the reaction has always been for you guys when you do it, because I can tell you for a fact, soldiers respect that more than anything. Oh, man, it's been one of the greatest things ever for us. I mean, we started in 2005, you know, the Iraq war, it was a live, I mean, yeah. you know, we were live bases, we were actually, you know, getting shot at and, and people trying to, you know, <laughs> blow up the live show there, but you know, that was, you know, we still do that every year since 2005, 2007, we went back. Um, we try to go as many times as we can. We have the shows coming up in December and uh, January of this year. We're actually going over for Christmas and New Year's and doing shows for troops over in Poland. So we won't be home for Christmas and New Year's or, you know, missing some families' birthdays. But it's that thing that we give back. I mean, they, you know, dedicate, you know, some people over there for, you know, three, four tours or four years of their life. Um, and for us to bring some music to them, it gives them a piece of home, just like you said. It gives them a mental break from where they're at and makes them feel like they had a rock show again um, at home. And it's the, I mean, dude, the energy and the vibe from the shows are just, you can't even explain it. It's like, it's awesome, man. So, all right, you're an established band as opposed to some of these younger guys, and you've been doing it for a long time. And I ask a lot of these younger bands about these festivals. What you guys are doing with this tour of Saliva, I dig because it's playing some of these clubs that I actually want to go to and see the bands that I like. And I don't have to sit through a hundred different bands and three days of rain and heat to right. field somewhere. What do you guys prefer doing? I mean, I'm like, again, I'm a fat guy. I'm going to die at a festival, but <laughs> I like to go, I want to go see the bands like you that I, I've been loving for you know a decade. And I want to see it at a concert club. What do you prefer doing? Well, I, you know, there's things about both that I, I love. I, mean, I love all of it, but the good thing about the club show is it's more an intimate show you know, you, I, have, I can physically hang out and meet people. You know, you play a festival, it's like 20,000 people. You don't really get um, that one-on-one -on -one time with as many people. Plus, like you said, you're going through a lot of bands. Um, I do like the festival, man. It's, it's fun to do those every now and then. And there's a lot of bands playing. You get to catch up with some of the other bands you toured with in the past because you're all on the festival at the same time. Um, and I love the festival vibe. But, man, the club is the way to go because it's a way to catch up, you know, with fans, it's I, I'm always out watching other bands. I'm always at Birch Booth. I'm at the bar having a cold beer. I'm I always at the show. I love being at rock shows. It's part of sure. life, and, and it's definitely a, a, the best way to hang out and catch up with fans. So I do love the club shows, and there's always something that happens. I mean, it seems like you can get away with like, you know, with, with us with Drowning Pool, we tend to just do a lot of just 
we just go off on stage. Like we don't we don't have like a set set list all the time. Like like something will happen or something will break it and we have fun with it. Or sometimes I'll just bust into a cover tune in the middle of the set and not tell the guys for fun and then we'll go into something on the fly. There's a lot of, you know, stuff like that that happens nightly that, that's different. Then when you play a big festival stage, it's kinda like everything is like time set, you have a set schedule, you have your set set list and you you know, you kinda limited to, you know, to just kinda going off like that, a little free form jam if you will. When you play a festival show, does it bum you out? And, and, you know, don't give me the industry answer. Give me the real answer. Does it bum you out when bands that are the flavor of the minute but have not proven themselves like a drowning pool has get the higher slots on the, you know, are, are playing at 8 o'clock on the main stage instead of, you know, 4 o'clock on the side stage? Yeah, we've experienced that several times. And, um... You know, I see there's a the business side too. It's like, oh, this is the new song with this this new band has a song on the radio, but they haven't spent the time in the years. I mean, we've been touring for like 20, 25 years now to right. build that fan base that you'll see that's gonna come out. Um, and I've seen, you know, I don't, you know, I don't. I'm not gonna name any bands, but we've had some bands do that where they wanted to flip flop with us because they had the big single out, and then we played, and then everybody left, and then they're standing out there with like, you know, a few people, and uh, you know, they're just like. So sometimes, <laughs> what are you going to do with this? Oh, we made a mistake. You know, well, you know, you got to earn that, that respect from the fans and you have to put your show on and get, build that fan base. Um, but sometimes, uh, you know, I don't know if it's the band themselves or their management or the labels, but you see that happen, man. And it's kind of like, like bands like Seven Dust is a great example, man. They've been touring forever. You know, you don't want to go on after Seven Dust. You don't want to do that stuff. Right. It's a, you know, disturbed the playing forever. Like, but you do a big festival and it's like, oh, the new band wants to go on up around that stuff. And it usually, it usually seems like it kind of hurts them in the long run. It's great for them to be in front of new people, yes. But to, to be like, sometimes you get pushed way above that spot, um, yeah, it's not cool, man. No, you're right. And especially with Seven Dust, the lack of respect from the industry is criminal with that band. That band that band should be massive. <laughs> I know, man. They <laughs> I think the same thing with them like last, man. We get hit with a lot of the business side of things that, that kind of brings it down and kind of, you know, it, it kills the, you know, the momentum that you could have or, or where you should be music-wise. Like, again, with them, they've been putting out records forever, amazing records. Their show is always, you know, awesome. So it's like, you know, you know, you know what you're going to get when you see Seven Us. You're going to have a great time on a good show. Same thing, you know, when you go see Drowning Pool, it's a live come on. Well, I, I can attest to that. I've seen Drowning Pool, I think, <laughs> eight times. And you guys have never put on a clunker. Never. It's always oh, full, no, it's always full energy. And, I, and, I'll be, and I'll be the first one to admit, do I know every song? No. You know, I don't, you know, I mean, but that being well, said, I, I know, I, know. I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you know them better than me, but, <laughs> but dude, it's all, it's always a fun time, man. So, so I know you mentioned that you're, um, that you and Ryan are, um, at least putting some ideas together. Obviously you don't have a release date or anything yet, but, um, where do you think if, if you were guessing, what would you think? Well, we're just going with the flow with everything, dude. We, we really just, we ease into this. You know, the whole conversation started at the beginning of the year because we had a few festival shows and we had the show with Pantera coming up. And um, a lot of people don't know this, but we looked like we were going to turn into a three-piece for a minute. And we actually did a handful of shows with us three singing. And um, okay. just those shows coming up, we hadn't talked to Ryan in a long time. Our bass player, Stevie, brought it up. He's like, hey, you know, we got these shows coming up. We want to see what Ryan's up to. Um, so we called him up, you know, it was all natural. And, and he came in and we just, it just click like that like we didn't skip a beat man like we just started playing the songs we hadn't played in 13 years like we didn't 
It's like we just played them yesterday, you know? Uh, so it felt right. It felt perfect. The shows have been awesome. And um, so that was like, you know, you know, we, he came in town. We did those three shows. He went, you know, he lives outside of London now. So he's flying in today. Um, I'm picking him up this evening. He's going to be at my house for two weeks. And we're getting stuff ready for the saliva run. So we have like three songs in the pot right now that I'm working on. And again, it's something I'm not going to try to push. But it's also we're not going to be lax on. It's, you know, we want to get new music out there. And it's coming out fast, man. It's, it's, we're, it's, we have a great working flow, if you will. Okay. So I'm hoping in the next two weeks we'll have like three songs pretty solid. But, I, I, you know, as far as the date and the time limit, you know, we can't put that on the, you know, the creation and the art, if you will, because we want to put out solid music. Not for right Then here's a good song. Here we are with Ryan now. Not like, hurry up, get a song out. Industry wants a song. You know, it's, we're going to put it out when it's right. And it's going to be very soon. Cool. All right. So Chris and I always argue about the, the state of rock music today. And I'm kind of changing my tune a little bit that I see a lot of better music out there than I thought was out there. But I think it's because I watch award shows. I listen to radio and radio is either playing the same old shit or the award shows are just ignoring like real rock bands. Yeah. They have, you know, wuss rock up there with these glass tiger crap wannabe rock bands that aren't actually playing rock music. Why is that? Why is rock music getting, in my opinion, kind of played down by mainstream? I don't know. I think it kind of it's kind of been pushed down to that underground again. It kind of felt like, at least for me, in the 80s and stuff, like when you've heard of Metallica, when people were trading cassette tapes and stuff, and it was like, it, it was metal was so underground, and then it blew up. Um, and I just feel like it's been pushed back down again, and it's starting to creep up right now. Um, yeah. <laughs> You know, I started questioning myself too, because like I'm like, did Guns N' Roses put out a bunch of records or just Sweet Child of Mine and Welcome to the Exactly. We know those songs; they've been out for 30 years now. Maybe does did they have any other records? I'm sure they did. But why does the radio pick those two? I don't know, man. Yeah. Nuts! It's insanity now at this point. Like, I don't know what the radio's thinking. They gotta know by now. They and ACDC, man, same two freaking songs. It's like I love ACDC. They have great. I mean, dude, every song in their record's great. Why do they pick the two songs? Uh, it's like... Yeah, I turn it off now when I hear it. But I mean, I watch this. I know, right? These, you got to turn it off now. Yeah, I watch yeah. these award shows. And I'm sitting there. They have a, a rock category with no rock bands in it. And yeah, it makes me it's, sick. It's not, what the hell is that? Is, yep. Y'all know the definition of rock? <laughs> Taylor <laughs> Swift. Yeah. I mean, all right. Yeah, I'm with you on that, man. Uh, that's frustrating. Like, what the hell is this shit? Who, is it? Who, is it? Is it better though that right now maybe that it is it is back to underground because what it does is it makes the it makes the loyal fans, you know, it becomes our little secret again instead of you know there was nothing worse than when when Metallica broke huge and your girlfriend's mother was singing along to Enter Sandman, you know, it was like man that's not good, yeah. you know. Unless it's a mother daughter thing, but then other than that. Nice. But no, I know what you're saying. And going back to what you said about clubs, that's the thing. I, you know, it's yes, the big arena rock show and being able to bring you know, like the surf had the fire and the lights, and, and that's awesome for the show. But there's something to be said. Like I've gone to so many club shows and had some of the best experiences, and, and that's what we're doing now. Um, it's, it's like you know, the, the word intimate. I don't know if it's the right word to use for it, but it's definitely that's you know, it's a handful of it's. It's like an extended house party, and we're all there and having a good time together in, in this little private club, if you will. So I, I love it, man. I'm looking forward to this tour with Saliva, man. It's going to be Amen. pretty awesome. 
I'm looking looking forward to it too. I'm actually, I'm really looking forward to actually seeing you guys and seeing Saliva and seeing some bands in a close-up setting and and having a good time at a rock show because we don't get enough of those around here. So I'm looking forward to you guys coming through town. Yeah, the House of Blues would be great. And our drummer Mike lived there in Cleveland for years too. That's right. Yeah, laid his family there. So we have a lot of family and friends in Cleveland, man. We love it. We actually did some stuff with Ben Sheeple there as well a while back. Um, Oh yeah, yeah, from Switched. Yeah. 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 Well, you know what, dude, the weird part is, and, and this is, a, again, it goes back to what we were saying before about the, uh, the festivals. We hardly ever get any shows here anymore because everybody <laughs> plays whatever Sonic Temple or Incarnation. And you know, as well as anybody, they got that, that radius rule. So we right. can't get any shows for what, 90 days on each side of it or whatever it is. Right. You can't get anybody in there, man, that, that radius clause. And I get why they do that, but that takes away from Cleveland, man. Yeah, and some people don't want to drive. To, some of us drink. We don't want to drive two hours each way. That's that's a little dangerous. Right, we need some kind of party bus, man. <laughs> 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 I might think about that when I get there in Cleveland. Maybe we need to. We'll just bring the shows to Cleveland, man. Stop having all those other festivals. For there you Amen. go. <laughs> we appreciate you coming on tonight, man. Much appreciated. Yeah, I definitely appreciate you guys having me on there uh, as well, man. And I look forward to hanging out on the show, man. Well, where should we tell people to keep up with you guys, dude? Where should we tell them to go online? Um, you know, the, the Facebook and Instagram is pretty much it. Ryan has actually been on there a lot. I've been slacking a little bit, but I'm just trying to get everything together for this upcoming tour, you know, first and sure. last. So I, I'm not on it as much as I should be, but I, I'll, I'll be all over the social media here soon, soon enough with everything that's going on now. But um, that's good. We have the, you know, Dragon Pool, um, like dot .net or whatever now that you can go to. That's also... We're kind of rebuilding our stuff. We're independent. We, uh, we're done with management label at this point because they just, God bless their hearts, they just fail this miserably every single time, four times in a row. So we're going to go down the independent route. And, and okay. Yeah, I, I got the site pulled up, drowningpool.live. .live, okay, that's what it is now. We just switched things over. That's awesome, too, by the way. So. So, yeah, man, well, thank you guys, dude. Thank you, man. The show, man. House of Blues. Amen, brother. We gotta end it with uh, some, some bodies live. Some stuff, so you let them bodies, don't on. catch them. You let them go. Yeah, just let <sighs> them hit it. <laughs> Thank you, brother, for coming on. All right, CJ. All right, All right peace, man. What separates Triv's Restaurant in Strongsville from everybody else? Some restaurants you go to to eat the same thing over and over and over. But then there are restaurants like Triv's where you want to go there every single time and eat something different until you have eaten every single item on the menu. Why? Because the food's delicious and it has been for almost a quarter of a century. Triv's has amazing food, outstanding service, 
and an opportunity for you to have private dining, special events, and intimate occasions. You can enjoy a memorable fine dining experience in your own dedicated intimate space. Visit Triv's in the heart of Strongsville. Call now for reservations, 440-238-8830. Triv's in Strongsville. Joe Burdick custom flags are amazing. Each flag is handcrafted to reflect the imperfect perfection, making each piece of patriotic wall art unique. This is a local small business, veteran owned and proud. Joe Burdick creates symbolic artwork that is built to last. Display your spirit, pride, and patriotism by calling 440-305-2065 and let Joe's flag serve you. 440-305-2065. Joe Burdick Flags. Let me introduce you to Charlie's Auto Repair. Any car, any truck, any problem, Charlie's does it right. You know how it is. The check your engine light comes on, you put air in the tires, and the light is still on. 216-470-0170. That's Charlie's Auto Repair, 13728 Madison in Lakewood. Charlie can do it all, from small engine repair to fleet maintenance and system diagnostics. 216-470-0170. Charlie's Auto Repair. Let Charlie make your car great once again. Here the Seth Williams Show with Chris Aiken. Live on the CMS Network, CMS TV, thesethwilliamshow.com. Go there and leave your comments as well. Yeah. Because uh, it will be banned on YouTube at some point very soon. How fun was that? It was good, man. I like that guy. Yeah, he's great. Dude, you you're gonna have a good time out there at that show. I might even come out to that one. I don't know. We'll see what my arm's yeah. doing, but <laughs> yeah, I gotta go check that one out. That one's gonna be a fun one. Well, obviously we have the hookup. <laughs> I hope so. Well, considering both guys invited us out, and one guy offered us to you know come back and hang and drink. I know. So yeah, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a party right there. Hell yeah! Can't wait. Was it two months from now? I, yeah, I might give up the uh, no drinking thing for that. Uh, for one day? Evening. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Yeah, one day. Come one on. One day is not going to do it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Just drink a lot of water the next day. Yeah, well, in between. I'll just drink a lot of everything. Yeah, well, there you go. Drink a lot of water now. Drink a lot of beer that night. Then drink a lot more water later. Yeah. I mean, how can I go to a show like that, hang out with the rock stars and not have a couple of beverages? Yeah. Do you guys have any rice cakes here? Hey. <laughs> yeah. I'll bring my own Subway sub, and then yeah. I'll have myself as a beverage. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, yeah, good I'm times with him, man. Good, yeah, good Thanks stuff. for those guys coming on. Saliva and Drowning Pool this week. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Getting better guests. Yep. Robin Swoboda next week. Don't That's forget, right. Robin Swoboda next Wednesday. She'll be on Cleveland Icon. Uh, wonderful person. So, um She'll be on Robin Swoboda Wednesday. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that, man, just and because who I... Knows, who knows what will happen Monday? We'll have somebody Monday. We'll get something going. I am looking forward to to, to asking Robin Swoboda, and, and this is going to sound like the craziest, dumbest question, but I have to ask her. I, I know you don't listen to religious music at all, but... I did. I used to. But well, when she, when she was on The Fish, 95.5 The Fish, 
I don't even know if that's still a station or not. That's but. one of the stations I work for, yes. Oh, is it? Okay. Well, yeah, when she hall. was when she was on the fish, and forgive me, people of WHK land, for saying this, but they that was right when that band Mercy Me had that song, I Can Only Imagine. Okay. Was like their hit. And my my ex was big into that station. And I mean, I must have heard that song <laughs> 75 times a day. I, I mean, I still know the words to it. I haven't listened to it in 10 years, and I still know the words to that stupid song. Because it's like the only religious song I know. But I want to ask her about why they played that song so much. Because, oh my God, was it tough. Because radio plays every song way too much. This I was, was a Jars of Clay fan back in the day. Oh, I like Jars of Clay. They were okay. And I, I liked that band Plum. Remember Plum? Yes, yes, yes. I remember them too. I, I mean, I, I actually, when I had my magazine, Music's Bottom Line, I used to interview a lot of the Christian bands. But I know. interviewed uh, the guy from Skillet. Oh, Skillet? Yeah, well, they're solid. They're pretty All good. All right, uh, we got Tony Masashi on the. the uh, okay. I think. We'll, we'll see. We got his chairs. His chairs are there, so we'll see where he's at. Tony Masaccio. Hi, how are you? We are good. How are you? You look like you're fantastic. You look like you're on a patio. I am on a patio. I'm actually at the Touch of Italy, which is in Bedford Heights. We've been here before. I was supposed to be in Monroe Falls at a moonshine distillery. Yes, you've heard me right. A moonshine distillery that opened up. It's illegal now. They are actually distilling bourbons and whiskeys right here near Akron. Unfortunately, it didn't work out, but we will be there, I think, at the end of August. So I was driving through the hood. I couldn't even find a place today. I figured, you know what? Touch of Italy will always take me in. But I almost ended up at like a little gas station in the hood interviewing <laughs> Abdul and his hot dogs and euros. <laughs> so, so I'm here live in the patio, and as you can see, it is a beautiful patio. Seats over 300 people. Wow. This was the old Gears and Cheers next to Southeast Sar Harley-Davidson right here in Bedford Heights. And I got to tell you, I'm sitting in this patio, and the clouds are coming through right now. It's been raining, as you know, the past week, like hail and rain. And the umbrellas are moving here. The trees are moving. My meal in front of me is going to be moving. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there is a uh, thunderstorm warning out for our area, so be and my ass, and my ass is And my ass is right underneath it. I feel like Ziggy with a black cloud <laughs> over So what do you I hear you. So, of course, I got a table full. I've got your famous cheeseburger, which is only $6.95. I've got chicken wings, lasagna. It is to die for. This is so funny. It is crazy windy. And I also have their famous salad. You can add a protein, whether it be shrimp, shrimp, or chicken to it. It's only $10.95. What a great value. Wow. Guys, it is getting crazier. I'm going to get through this broadcast now the wind is actually picking up as you can see the tents are flying the chairs are coming out actually i'm going in all right I'm going Tony. in guys so hold on stay there it, does look bad. Just... it looks like it's supposed to start getting uh pretty uh welcome to radio 
Welcome to live radio, right? Tony's internet is works this, best in storms. That's what, yes. Is this, is this wonderful? This is, wait, I got, hold on, guys. I got to get my Manhattan. I don't want it to fly out to the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, real quick, um, you guys were talking about rock bands. I'm going to really gonna make you jealous here. When I was... 18 years old, so 1979, they had the World Series of Rock at the Cleveland Stadium, and the headliner was the Rolling Stones. Wow. That concert ticket, and again, Tom Petty was there. Uh, there were other opening, uh, Foghat was there. There were probably about seven bands at that time. They filled the entire stadium. The ticket then, I believe, was only $19. Wow. My first concert, was, which was at the Coliseum, was $13, and it was Alice Cooper. And then I went to another t- uh, concert at the Coliseum, which was The Who and Little Richard. It was $12. That was the first concert I ever went to. Wow. Guys, wow. is that insane? That's I'm just crazy. amazed how fast your food got in there. <laughs> that was really quick. Right, I got it in quick, yes. So, did it, did the tornado blow it in there, Tony, or what? Yeah. Man, that was fast. <laughs> I made sure nothing got This is funny. It's starting to rain right now, guys. So what I a timing. A I heard a rumor, Tony. Uh, the other day, you and I were uh, judges at the uh, rib cook-off out in Bedford. Yes, that and was I heard, fun. Yeah. I heard that uh, Carmen Angel is still driving around looking for it. Yes. <laughs> This is a funny story. This has happened to us. Every year we've done this for the last five years. Yeah. Right. It starts at 6.30, and Carmen is calling us at quarter after six. Where is it at? <laughs> yeah. That's you know, I, I, on his behalf, though, this actually was at the Guardians game. He had to do a pre, uh, pre-postseason, actually, the Guardians game. No, pre um, show of the Guardians game, so we didn't get there till seven thirty. But we did take, but we did take care of them. Actually, hold on, they're actually bringing down. This is really cool. Uh, As you can see behind me, they're bringing down the garage doors, and they're making this thing airtight now because the storm is coming in. I'm looking for Toto and Auntie Amp. <laughs> This is wow. great. You gotta love live, live radio. Oh, yeah. yeah, but I mean, so, at least your internet's working, so we're happy. My my internet is working great. You got that right, <laughs> guys. This is cool. So, anyways, back to the rib burn off. There were five ribbers there. Usually, there were only three in downtown Bedford, and Mister T's always won. So this year, it was a new candidate that came in. And it was called Goodfellas, which is located in Richmond Heights. Okay. They don't even specialize in ribs. They had great ribs. Although none of them really kicked our ass, right? Seth? I mean, yeah. they were good. They were good. Sauce was okay. The flavor was okay. But we didn't walk out in there and say, this is the rib that I want. Or this is the rib that I recommend. But, but I mean, I didn't taste, I tasted, I think, one that I would not recommend, but the other ones were, were pretty good ribs. So Yeah. They were, they were good. Now, the, the Miz's dad was there. The Miz, yes, the wrestler. Yes, 
And that is- his dad was there, and I want to get him on this show to talk to him about everything, too. You will get him. I will make sure that happens. And wouldn't it be cool if you got the wrestler? Because, That'd again, be he's too. from Cleveland. He's a actually hometown guy, talked about Cleveland, you know, on his show. Actually, Harry from Harry's Steakhouse was, they never said his name, but he was on that reality show as a few cameos. Oh, that's Which wild. is really cool. Yeah. I'll so, tell you a good story about uh, about Harry from Harry's Steakhouse. Uh, we were walking out of the rib cookup on, on that Friday, and we were going to go do our thing, and everybody else was going out to dinner or whatever, but we were just getting to our car, and I saw Harry walking back from, I think, the restroom or somewhere, and he saw me, took my hand, and he saw my daughter, Molly, and I introduced her to, him to, to Molly, and he just sat there, and he gave her a big, huge hug. And said, "What a oh, nice, it was so nice to meet her." And I thought that was so sweet of Harry because Harry's Harry's a tough nut to crack sometimes. And yeah, he's he is. Quiet guy, and so the fact that he gave Molly a big hug, I just thought was so cool. And I just love Harry. I, I, he's just one yeah. of the greatest people. He really is cool. cool. Um, you know what? And he he's been there for twenty years. That used to be the old Brown Derby. Here's a guy who actually started. He came here from Greece. Did not even speak English, goes fast forward, he goes to Kent State. Actually, he went to school. One of his roommates was Greg Brandon, who's on WTM 1100. Yeah, and I'm sorry. Obviously, you know, that, um, that was, um, you know, it was a great place for broadcasting. So I took a broadcasting class at Kent State. I was there for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and then did they kick forward, you out or did you leave? No, I kind of left. I was... Uh, I was selling like a lot of, you know, we're on the internet and all these people are dead now, but I was selling marijuana and I got caught with a large amount. And uh, so before that, I was selling joints in the dorms and I was the weed man. I can say that now. And now you're the food man. And now I'm the food man. It's like a before and after. It's a before and after. Yeah, you know what? You know what? I might as well tell this story because it was Jimmy Demora that helped me get out of this. So I was 28 years old. I had bought a new boat in Lake Erie, a twin-engine Sea Ray, which was about forty-nine thousand dollars. I had motorcycles. I had two MGBs, which is a British sports car. I was my front was I was in the waterbed industry. So I was selling water beds and I ended up being in the wholesale industry that so my parents thought I was very successful in the furniture industry. Until I got caught with a large amount and my dad got me out of jail in three hours. So I the cops were surrounding my car. I this is a true story. I had guns to my head and when you're scared, you pee your pants. I peed my pants. It's a true story. You really do pee your pants. Wow. So, you know what? I can say this. I can say this now. I'm 62 years old because it happened. And the cops and the detectives and the judges are all dead. My dad paid my way out in the judges' chambers with envelopes of cash. (laughs) Wow. I I said that I I can write a book, guys, but all my friends would go to jail. I got to change their names. (laughs) So, I always say that I paid my way out before OJ did. <laughs> nice. <laughs> what a great story. That's so, a great, yeah, story. great story. Welcome, welcome to podcast. 
and yep, I've got amen. a few, and, and I've got a few more. You know me, I love telling my stories. Yep. Um, but again, guys, um, Seth, that was a lot of fun though at downtown Bedford. Oh yeah, it was great, great time. Which Always again, is. we will be invited, and we have another event that I am going to get invited to. Chris, I'm going to make sure you're there too. Okay. Um, not going to tell you what it is yet. It's actually in October, and. It's going to be the Seth Williams show. We're going to have our presence there, which will nice. be cool because everybody knows Tony. That's right. Amen. Love it. Thanks, Tony. So, yeah. So, real quick, um, this is this is really crazy. So, I was at Cerner's Saturday for my show, and it was Christmas in July. Yeah. So, Brett Holycraft, which we've been in his restaurant a few times. He had, he had 55-gallon drums on the roof of Cerner's. There were five of them. Filled them up with Dawn dish soap, half water, and then the other end of the vacuum cleaner, he was blowing suds out onto Broadway and onto his parking lot. It was 100% chance of snow July, that July day on Saturday. They even had one of the Bedford plows parked on the street. Nice. <laughs> so it was really, it was really a great event. That's awesome. So, great. so we had the Labatt girls there between three o'clock and five. It was a dollar a beer for Labatt, and with okay. the empty Labatt cans, they made Christmas trees inside the bar. There were like cool. a ton of people there because they came from the river and off, and of course they came to the function of the um, Christmas in July. So what I did is I bought nine cans of beer and I made a menorah. <laughs> I love you guys. You I will too, talk to you next week. I'm looking forward to talking to Robin Svoboda, who I yep. met when I was in in 1990 when I was on the Big Chuck and Little John show. So I'm looking forward to the surprise of Cleveland's favorite mom, Tony Masaccio, reporting live in Bedford Heights at the Touch of Italy. Everybody knows Tony. I was going to say Flashpoint 1490 WERE, but the Seth Williams Show, and you can listen to me every Saturday morning between 10 o'clock and 11 on 1490, and I am in a different eatery every Saturday. This Saturday, I'm going to be at Babe's, which is in Independence, a great bakery, great lunch spot. Guys, I will talk to you next Wednesday. Back to you in the studio. Thanks, Tony. Tony. Bye. There we go. The food looked great, man. Yeah, it did. That was fantastic. Tony Tony dealing with a tornado sweeping in on him. He's <laughs> got a tornado. He's talking about selling weed. I mean, it was just a, a hell of a uh, segment. For that might have been Tony's best appearance ever. Got, yes. got weather, got got weed, got all we, this stuff all going on. <laughs> it is getting pitch black outside my house. Yeah, it's right getting now. a little dark here, too. So. <laughs> all right, let's take a, a quick break. And then I want to ask you, Saturday is National Chicken Wing Day. All right. So I want to see what your favorites are. All right. You'll probably you be surprised. Prices. Well, you, you, I, you won't be surprised by that. All right. Hang on. All right. Hey, it's Seth. And I appreciate you watching today. And you can make a difference. For just $4.99 a month, you can help save someone's life today. It really does count. Every dollar matters. And you can change someone's life. Not these ridiculous dogs. Those are actor dogs. I'm talking about myself and Chris Aiken. I can barely afford a shave and a haircut or sleeves on a shirt sometimes. 
we could use your assistance today. Just go to the Odyssey app. Go to the Odyssey website, O-D-Y-S-E-E. Just $4.99 a month can change the world for someone today. Myself and Chris Aiken. We'll give you extra content. We'll give you bonus footage. We'll give you new episodes. Subscribe to the Odyssey channel today. Thank you. Everybody, it's Don Dockin. When I'm feeling nostalgic, I always go to Pinball PA. You gotta go check it out. It's a lot of fun. Stop what you're doing and start making memories at Pinball PA, located at 2284 Broadhead Road, Suite 10B in Aliquippa, Pennsylvania. We have over 420 video games and pinball machines to play and all games are set to free play, so no quarters or tokens are needed. Pinball PA is open six days a week, and is the best and most affordable entertainment spot in all of Western Pennsylvania. Check out our website at www.pinballpa.com for more details. Come visit Pinball PA today. Initials up. Guarantees and Signs has become your complete one-stop sign shop. Call Jimmy at 216-299-9344. Their friendly and professional staff can and will help you build your company brand and identity from start to finish. One stop means you get a complete package from one location. Custom logo design, vehicle graphics, banners, t-shirts, storefront marquees, and so much more. Aaron Tees and Signs, 4883 Turney Road. Call us at 216-299-9344. Back here on the Seth Williams show, and my dog is there. Yeah, um, I see the dog. The dog, new co-host. Yeah, I think she's freaking out because the weather's getting bad. Oh. <laughs> well, that's not good. Yeah, it's getting dark. It's like pitch black over here. <laughs> but it is what it is. Um, so Saturday is National Chicken Wing Day. Part of me is like really excited because chicken wings, I think, are my favorite food known to man. Like, I, think, honestly, I love me some chicken wings, that's for I'm sure. I'm allowed to eat chicken wings as long as they're you know, a certain type of sauce and like Shit, I can eat whatever I can eat what I want, but in moderation, of course. But the sh- less sugary sauces are like hot, yeah, you know, medium, that kind of stuff. Those neutral kind of things. So, what do you go with? Bad. Do you go with just a hot wing, or do you go with like a dry rub, or what do you go? I usually with? go with like a buffalo ranch. Okay, okay, because it mild, you know, takes away some of the heat, and I like that ranch flavor. Sure, and the ranch isn't terrible. Um. But the price of chicken wings is so oh, it's absolutely ridiculous. And I don't know why. There's like a billion chickens. Yeah. And I don't on top it. of that, chicken thighs you can buy for like next to nothing. Mm-hmm. So what's going on? You can buy chicken thighs all over the place and it costs you $2 for 10 pounds of it. And then if you want a chicken wing, you have to mortgage your, your house again. Yeah. Dude, it's 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 supply and demand is what it is. It's it's. You know, I I I get wings on. I used to get wings about once every two weeks. I'm I'm like you. I by far my favorite meat food. Yes. that there is is chicken. No wings. doubt. And I used to get them all the time. And you'll be surprised when I tell you the place because you'll be like, "Are you kidding me?" But um, but um, I they priced themselves out for me to get because my son lives with me. And for me and him to get to get um, 
36 chicken wings, which is, you know, enough for like a dinner. And then I want to have some for like midnight snackish type stuff. And that's not an outrageous amount of wings. To be honest no, it's not. $78. Yeah, dude. All right. Where, where are you getting them from, though? Pizza Hut. No. Yep. Wow. Pizza Hut is almost $2 a wing, or it is $2 a wing. Yeah, I, I wanted to order a small bucket from like, like Quaker Steak and Lube or something like that. Yeah. It was just a, a compact bucket. Mm-hmm. And it was close to $40. Yeah, it's it's out of control now. Quaker Steak does have great wings, though. They have great wings. They do. There's a place by us that we really like going to. It's called Zig's Pub. Mm-hmm. It's in Parma. It's on Snow Road and right by Snow and Broadview. Right. Big Plaza. And they have really great wings. And they used to be, up until recently, for a dozen wings, it was going to cost you like 13 bucks. Yeah. Which isn't bad. No, that's fine. Dollar but wing, now, that's right. all of a sudden, they've upped the price by like 3 or $4 a dozen. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, they changed it. So now you have to pay. If you use a card, you got to pay an extra dollar or two. Yeah. Which I, I just say, kiss my ass, dude. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, most people... I mean, I'm sure you might be the exception, but I don't use cash a lot. I carry. I don't use cash. Dude, I never have cash. And so using my card is the way to go. And most people use their card and now you're going to charge me extra to to, Mm -hmm. to use a card. Forget about it. When did that stop being illegal, by the way? To use a card? No, to to charge, charge back the service charge. That used to be illegal. And I only know this because I have I have credit card. I take credit card payments out at Pinball PA. Right. And when I started Pinball PA, which was eight years ago, or I think eight years ago, maybe nine, 2014, I guess. When I started Pinball PA, we, uh, the first thing I wanted to do was charge that 3%. And I was told by, by my accountant, you can't do that. So I don't know when that stopped being being legal or started being legal that you could do that. Or maybe it's not and people just do it anyway, but, you know... Uh, you know, it, 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 and what a, I'm sorry, business people, but that's really chintzy. Yeah. It you is. know what? Just, just stop it. Be happy that people are there in your business for God's sake. Stop. I get it. If you're buying something for $11,000 or something, cause 3% is a good chunk of that. Right. But for a $20, $30 purchase no. and you're charging back 30 cents or whatever, or 90 cents, just stop. You look ridiculous. Now, do you prefer the flat or drumstick wings? Um, I'm I'm more of the drumstick wing guy. See, I'm the flat guy. Okay. I like to crack the bone at the top, right? Split it, and I can, not to sound horrible here, but you know, I get made fun of for everything else. I, I like to suck on the bone, the meat off the bone. Right. So that sounds like ridiculously horrible, and I should go see the Barbie movie again. <laughs> but I, I like pulling it apart, and then, you know, so I, I feel like there's. I feel like sometimes with the drumsticks, I'm trying to like search around that top part of the drumstick yeah. to get the meat off the damn bone. Mm-hmm. That's a pain in the ass. Yeah. The problem I have with the with the flats are sometimes, and and it's at least once, if not twice, out of every twelve that you eat, you just eat you eat a wing that just has no meat on it, like yeah. almost none. You know, where it's barely a taste of wing. Where if you eat the drumsticks, there's always a, a good amount of meat on it. But I went somewhere the other day and it was like seventeen fifty or something like that for a dozen wings. Yeah, it's nuts. 
And I mean, that's just too much, man. And I don't understand what the deal is. It's, wing isn't like, it's not the, the best part of the chicken. I think the thighs are honestly the best part of the chicken because it's got meat and it's got a lot yeah, of. Thighs, bre breasts are good too. That. Chicken breasts are good too. But I, I mean, the wing is just, I know it's a party food and I enjoy getting that. Now yeah. I need to go, I think, is it Wing Stop or one of those places has like thighs that you can get? Kind of like wings. You can order okay. like thighs and the sauce and all that kind of stuff. And I think I might have to go to that. I, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I got to find a solution to my chicken wing cravings because I want wings all the time. Well, it, so, it makes no sense that it's so expensive. But it makes no sense that all this stupid meat is is expensive. Everything is expensive for God's sake. Yeah. Thanks yeah. a lot, Bidenomics. I'm feeling yeah. it now. You know, but dude, even that, even Bidenomics plan. <laughs> I guess. I guess. Screw you when it comes to meat. Well, dude, that's a whole nother. Have you bought ground beef lately? Uh, yeah. It's outrageous. What the hell? Ground beef, you used to be able to buy like five pounds for about three bucks. <laughs> yeah. You know, and you could make hamburgers. Like you could, I don't know about you, but we used to buy, you know, the big old thing of, of ground beef. And then we would make like 10 hamburgers and freeze five. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then feed the family, you know, twice, two meals out of it for like three, four bucks. Now, if you buy that same five pounds, it's like $30 or $20 or something. It's it's ridiculous. It's crazy. I'm trying to think of other good wing places. I mean, BW3, I guess, always had good wings. But again, used to buy a bucket of wings there. My wife and I used to... Favorite thing to do back when we were dating was to go up to BW3 and like Willow Wick or Willoughby mm -hmm. or one of those kind of places. And we'd get... A couple of big tall boy beers. Sure. And then we'd go get a couple of uh, buckets of wings and go back to the house and relax and eat the mm -hmm. wings. It was great. And it was a reasonable price. Yeah. Dude, not not to not to shamelessly plug our friends, but I will in this case. Billy Morris and the Smoke and Rock and Roll Wings. Are they good? Are probably the best in the city. I have never tried one of his wings. Really? Oh, my God, dude. That's... If Billy, if Billy was Billy or Todd were stationed closer to me, yeah, I would never eat anything else. I would eat wings all the time from them. They're so good. They're like juicy and meaty and stuff. Juicy, meaty. Their their sauce is good with the, you know, and then they smoke it on top, so it's not like I don't like a syrupy wing. Yeah, really, no. I I like it to be. I like that if you put barbecue sauce on it or hot sauce or whatever you put on it that you kind of bake it in a little bit. And with the smoker, those guys bake it in a little bit. Man, it is good. It's it's really, really good. I got to try those. Because, yeah, I've never actually, I've had the pork there and the mac and cheese and stuff, but I've yeah. never had the actual wings. So, Dude, the wings are the best thing he sells, bar none. Bar huh. none. <laughs> but he doesn't make them every day. He doesn't make them like when he doesn't does those police things. We don't have the wings there, so it's not like... I gotta find a day where he does the wings, I guess. Well, or just call him ahead and say, "Hey, bro, how about making me twelve wings? I'll buy them, but make them for me." He would. Uh, I like the breaded wings. Like Hooters used to have the greatest wings ever. Like when I worked at Hooters, they had breaded wings, they had naked wings. Naked wings are obviously just the regular meaty wings that you get now, but the breaded wings at Hooters used to be like the greatest wing. Sure. I mean, they had really great, different, all different kind of sauces, but they're barbecue. Like it was a barbecue. It's 
another kind of what kind of barbecue is really really tasty. Well, you got hot mild, you got Kentucky, you got St. Louis. You know, I like now. I like a uh, a good garlic parmesan. I enjoy yeah. because usually it has like a mild sauce on it mm. with the garlic and the parmesan, which I think is really really good. I, I like that too, but that has to be prepared a very certain way, like. Because, again, I'll go back to the Pizza Hut thing. Pizza Hut, for as good as most of their wings are, their garlic parm is terrible. Why? Because it's syrupy. It's goopy. It's not, not syrupy is not the right word, but it's goopy and it's not, it's not baked on. They should bake it into it because then it just tastes kind of eh. But see, I can't do a, a strictly dry rub, though, because for me, a dry rub is too, the wings are too dry. I mean, I like the wings to be juicy and if sometimes they're even overcooked a little bit like i have a thing if we call that zig's pub yeah i have to ask for the wings to be cooked 16 minutes only okay because if they cook it over 16 minutes you're getting home with those wings and they're like a rock and yeah you're eating just dried out chicken crap yeah. and chicken and that's the other thing overcooked it's cook, gross yeah yeah and some of these places not as much with the bigger chain ones but a lot of the other places you could tell that they make especially on wing days or whatever it is, they make like 50, 60 wings at a time. And then you'll get, you could get 10 from that's been sitting there for an hour. Right. And they'll try to drop them in the fryer again and sauce them up and think that that's okay to sell you. Yeah. They still suck. If they've been sitting for that long, they suck. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Put them back in a fryer. Well, that's the other thing too. You got to eat wings directly out of the oven. See, I like baked wings more than I like fried fried. Like, but they gotta like, be, but they gotta be fresh. Yeah. Like if if you like if you bought twelve wings, and you put put six of them in the fridge, went back to them four hours later, you gotta recook them, or else they're just not tasty. To but, me. Yeah. And do you like the baked oven wings, or do you like deep fried, or it doesn't matter? I'm not a big deep. I'm like the one fat guy. That, like anything the fat guys usually like, I don't, you know, cause I, I'm really not a fried guy. I'm really not a fried food guy. I'm really not a sugar guy. I don't eat cookies. I don't eat cake. You know, it's a weird thing. So for me, I'd, I'd rather have, I'd rather have it come out of like a, like an oven or even like one of those little toaster oven things. I like that. Yeah. Or yeah, and now like then we just got an air fryer. That's pretty solid. I do like the air fryer. That's pretty good. I, uh, I bought an air fryer, and I think I yeah. used it a few times. But the only problem I had with like doing wings in an air fryer, because that's one of the reasons I bought it. Yeah, but I can't get enough of them in there. Yeah, they are the the air fryer thing. It is great, but it is small. You, although Morris has Billy has a giant one. Really? Billy has one that you could. I think you crawl into. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it's big. Because <laughs> I've tried. I thought I bought a big one, but like, if you want to make. Like two dozen wings for yeah. at home for like me and my wife. Forget about it. I'm getting like six wings in there. I'm gonna wait like 30, you know, 45, 50 minutes to make wings for the entire family. Right, exactly. And and you're doing it in 10, 10, 10 helpings to cook them all. Yeah. And by the time <laughs> I get to the first ones I made, they're cold. Yeah, exactly. Then you got to reheat them. <laughs> it's funny. So I was thought about doing wings like on the grill here. See, that's that's always a good way to go. But my problem is that, like right now, it's going to thunderstorm, and my grill is sitting outside with no cover on it. So I'm going to be making rust burgers at some point here. Ah, it's not to keep the lid closed. 
be all right. I'm trying to think of like any other places that I thought really had good wings. There's a place called the Dugout that's kind of near us. Uh, like I really like their wings, and I hope they're listening. I really enjoy their wings. I really enjoy their food, but mm-hmm. nobody ever picks up the damn phone when you try <laughs> calling there. Right? Like they have this number that's like one, two, three, four. And like all these different numbers, and like, but nobody ever picks the damn phone up. Right, so you can't leave an order. They because they want you to go onto DoorDash and pay twenty per thirty percent more. Either that, or just they're lazy and they want you to come to the bar. Or otherwise, mm-hmm. you're not going to eat. Yeah, you know who has good wings? Um, and it's a, it's I guess it's a chain. I don't know if it's a chain nationally or just a chain around here. But the basement. Do you have the basement out there? No, but I, is it? They have one on eighty-two, right? Yeah, they have one. They have one on eighty-two. They have one headed here toward, on ninety-one. I think. Yeah, I think they have one on eighty-two, heading towards like Twinsburg area. Yeah, there's one in Twinsburg, and there's one in like um, where is that Macedonia or wherever? They have good. Is. They have good wings. They have really good wings there. I'll tell you, dude. This area, I mean, it's it's easier to name the places that have bad wings than have good ones because there's really not. The only place I've ever had bad wings, and I don't mind sharing it because they wouldn't refund me because I ate their horrible wings, or I ate three of them, and they said they couldn't refund me, so fuck them. But um, uh, B&M, B&M Barbecue, um, right over there by uh, Sam's Club over there in Oakwood, they uh, they had the worst wings I've ever had. They were just garbage, awful, rubber And we lost your sound, Seth. Yep, you're gone. <laughs> yep, the weather took you out, I think. <laughs> oh, well, whatever. That's it. No more Seth, so no more show. How's that? We will we'll just say goodbye to um, everybody. Um, thanks, of course, for watching. We're, we're out of time anyway. So uh, we will be back on Monday, 4 p.m. Eastern time. Um, and if you miss it, you can go to cmstv.net, uh, 4 o'clock every single day, and you can catch the shows. And, um, yeah, and that's going to be it. So, yeah, nope, you're gone, Seth. You lost your sound. But I'll just sign it off. So for the Seth Williams Show, the silent guy over there is Seth Williams. I am Chris Aiken, and we will see you all next week. See ya!